Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This sermon is taken from the 2011 Annual Missions Conference. This is the first evening service of Wednesday the 1st of June 2011. This is a presentation from the Society for Distributing Hebrew Scriptures. Here's Brother Dawson. Thank you very much for asking me here this evening to speak to you today. Sorry you've only got an amateur today. We're normally used to Eric, who's a professional at this. First of all, as we're a Bible society, we always start off by reading a psalm. So I'd like to read Psalm 122. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Whither the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. There are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. My brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. And a few words in just our first two verses of Isaiah chapter 40. Verses 1 and 2 of Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity, iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. It's good to remind ourselves what the work of the society is all about. In Psalm 22 we've got, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, they shall prosper that love thee. The Lord said to Abraham all those years ago, those that bless thee I will bless, and those that curse thee I will curse. And those who pray for the priests of Jerusalem are told here in Psalm 22, they shall prosper that love thee. And that's what the work of the society is all about. It's comforting the Lord's dear people, the Jewish people, and giving them the best gift we can give them, the word of God. The Bible Society is based in Hitchin, I don't know if any of you have visited the offices, but uh, here's some of you are coming for open day. The front, we've got um, three stories. And you come in the first, first level, and you've got like the entrance area and the council room leading off that. And there's quite a large library of Bibles in there. And then the council room, that's where all the big decisions are made. And you go up the stairs and you come into my office, where that's where I work, along with Mary, my wife. There's two computers in there. One's the main database, and there's the computer I work on doing all the shipping work. And then leading off that office is the another office where Rachel who answers the phone. If anyone rings up, it's Rachel who answers the phone, and Jane works in there as well. She's part time doing the accounts. Then you go up, get another set of stairs, and you've got Eric's office at the top. And then another office out there with Rohan, who's recently started with us as a technical development manager. The work was started back in 1940 by Joseph Taffin and uh, started during the Second World War. The story goes that the um, first publication of the Bible, there was uh, no paper available, but the Lord 
even though the dire circumstances of the Second World War provided paper for the first edition of the scriptures. And uh, ever since then, the Lord's been leading the work forward and it's been growing and growing. What we're doing is giving back the word of God, which originally came from the Jewish people. It's their prophets, their apostles who wrote God's word. And we're giving back the word as a love gift back from Christians to Jews. And it's a wonderful thing that we're giving them. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, we can read, The holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. These wonderful scriptures that can make thee wise unto salvation. And all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And it's our desire as we give out the scriptures that they will read them and that the Holy Ghost will guide them to their Messiah as we know that the Holy Scriptures can make them wise unto salvation. The scriptures are bilingual which we give out. Um, the Hebrew one side and then Hebrew, and then Old Testament we've got Hebrew English, Hebrew French, Hebrew Russian, Hebrew Hungarian and we've got quite a range of New Testaments. Um, the exception to that, we've got a Hebrew, uh, sorry, a Romanian Old Testament, and it's Romanian only. We were approached by a community in Romania, a Jewish community, asking if we could produce this for them, and that's what we have done, and it's been very welcomely accepted. And also we were approached by a community in Russia, a Jewish community, asked if we could produce a, the Russian Bible alone which we've produced that as well. And uh, we've just had a reprint of that. The first print was 10,000, and they've just gone just like that. A lot of them went to New York, distributed there, and a lot went out to Israel. And we've just had to have a reprint, and we've had a reprint of 20,000. Then we do the booklets in different languages, and then CD-ROMs. They're very readily acceptable, especially by Orthodox Jews. You'll often find that they won't take uh, scriptures in book form, but they will take the CD-ROM, even when they know the New Testament is on it. They willingly will take it. And we do a special edition, there's one on the table over there to look at later, for the Israeli Defence Forces. And they go into, like, um, army barracks, that sort of thing, and they're very welcomed there. Uh, quite a year or so ago, our son went out to Israel and I gave him couple of CDs and said, see what you do when you're out, see if you can give them out. And he plucked up courage and he approached a um, soldier on the street and uh, offered him a CD and he was a bit grumpy and not very friendly, but he took the CD and that's my son, he walked away and he looked back and the soldier was all happy and waving at him afterwards. He realised he had gave him something quite worthwhile. And uh, Rowan, who I spoke about earlier on, he's um, developing, I think it's called an app, we go on mobile phones with our scriptures on and that's the latest thing we're working on trying to develop. Our newest publication is the Hebrew-Hungarian Old Testament. Uh, Mary, along with Roberta, which is our representative in London, spent literally two or three years typesetting it and they're confirming one another backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards with the different paperwork checking and double-checking and double-checking. Then we needed someone who could uh, read and speak Hebrew fluently. 
Now it was just a CRE and who should come along someone to the stand who could read and speak Hebrew and who was willing to proofread it all for us. And they lived in Milton Keynes, which is not far away from the offices. So the Lord provided this wonderful way. And now we've got those scriptures in the warehouse. The other day I was in the warehouse clearing and moving pallets around and uh, I prayed. You know, sometimes you just sort of pray as you're going along with a mumbling sort of prayer. Lord, can't you do something about some of these Hebrew Hungarian? I'd like to see some of them go. You know, moving them around, getting ready for the annual meeting. Anyway, I was just working away. I went back up into the, my office and uh, Herrick came downstairs and said, Tim, have you just seen that email I forwarded you? And I said, no. Oh, he said, uh, four pallets for hungry, Hebrew-Hungarian. <laughs> the Lord just answers your prayers just like that sometimes. Uh, we're expecting soon, later on this month, our latest publication, hopefully coming in, the Hebrew-Spanish Old Testament, due to come in soon. That was, uh, that's been done over in Holland by our sister society, Israel and the Bible Society. And they've produced that, and that's due in... June, some about the 22nd of June, somewhere, somewhere around there. It's quite a marathon job when you get these lorries, big arctics coming in, and they're loaded from end to end with our scriptures. It's quite a job getting them parked. When you come to the offices, some of you will see what I mean. There's only a little entranceway, so we have, they have to come in early in the morning. So I try and arrange for them to come early. And uh, one occasion, the lorry driver turned up he was a very nervous sort of a chap and I was directing him to get to drive in his big arctic in the front of our offices so he's off the road and it's safe for us to unload and as he was reversing it back he hit a sign on a lamppost he let out a loud squeak sort of screeching high-pitched screeching noise the poor man he, was, he jumped out of the lorry run around the back of the lorry I think he thought he'd run me over and he was a very nervous sort of chap anyway talking to him it turns out that he used to go to church and he used to go to Sunday school and uh, he was saying how much he missed it all. We were unable to talk to him and uh, in, to cut a long story short, he took the scriptures, some scriptures away with him. We had some TBS Bibles and he had one of them. So as we're seeking to bless Jewish people, the Gentiles get caught in as we go along at times. The main place, country, we send scriptures to more scriptures go here than anywhere else is Israel. Uh, it's quite a difficult job getting the scriptures into Israel, but we seem to manage it. We do get problems from time to time. Um, the last uh, set of scriptures that went up to four pallets, they went out and uh, paperwork has to be, had to be quite, some of it's a bit sort of secret. I don't have to tell you too much what goes on, but paperwork has to be delivered somewhere and the courier refused to acknowledge the existence of this dress where the paperwork had to be delivered. But this address has been there for years. It just shows how the devil sometimes gets in and time, tries to upset the work. And uh, it took us a couple of weeks to, to clear up the mess before the paperwork could clear up and the scriptures could then be moved on. And they're moved on and stored somewhere as a holding base and then they're take, taken off to our secret storehouse up near Galilee where they're stored and people go out there and stay where the scriptures are stored and go out distributing them and uh, pallet loads, quite literally pallet loads go out. Uh, perhaps a couple go out there and they're there for a month and they've got through four pallets of scriptures. 
We're talking two or three thousand scriptures distributed, willingly received in Israel. Um, when the Lebanon war was on, Israel-Lebanon war, not so long back, um, they were sending rockets in. So the rockets were coming in and knocking down and damaging buildings. But where the scriptures were stored was kept safe. There was no damage there at all. Every year, uh, every two years, there's the Jerusalem Book Fair and we get invited to go out there and have a stand there. And we have a lovely big stand, really, really impressive stand with all our scriptures on. It looks all very nice. And uh, Joe and Eric go out there every two years and run the book fair there. And every time they come back from the book fair, they always talk about someone who's come to meet them on the stand and say how wonderful it was that the scriptures they received last time they're there, they've read them and they've found their Messiah. And, and, you know, the Lord's work is going on all the while. We were privileged to go out to Israel a little while ago and uh, we were able to see the different areas where the scriptures were stored and that. And we went to the storehouse and we were shown it and um, we met the couple out there who do the main bulk of the distribution and they showed us how they trans uh, this particular consignment of scriptures was transported. I remember packing these four pallets up we went to the holding place in Jerusalem and saw them there. Then we went off to the storehouse later on. And in, bet in between time, the pallets had been collected, gone to the storehouse and unpacked and stored away. And they showed us how they'd done it. And they got a, there was a lorry there with lots of fish tanks on it, about four little tanks down each side. And someone had lent them this lorry and they'd filled these fish tanks, obviously no water in them, with the boxes of the Bibles and transported them that way. Other times they have to hire a car. Can you imagine you've got a car and you've got to transport four pallet loads of scriptures? That's a lot of work in a car. Um, we gave out um, CD-ROMs while we were out there. Anyone's going out to Israel, I encourage you, if you've got CD-ROMs here, get some and take them with you because they're readily accepted. Even if you don't feel particularly gifted, if you go in a restaurant or anything like that, you can leave them behind as a thank you, as a tip. Um, we went out into the wilderness in a jeep and then walking in the wilderness. There's a real rough chap, our guide, and he was an ex-Israeli Defence Force man. Real rough chap, but uh, at the end of the tour, we gave him a CD-ROM. I never thought he'd accept it. He was very suspicious, but he willingly accepted it. You just never know what will happen. He might go home and put it in his computer and find the Lord. We send quite a lot of scriptures out to South Africa. Uh, quite sad to say that Miss Fleurs, our representative out there, has recently passed away. Good news is her sister is going to carry on the work. And what happens out there is all they do is put a little advert in the paper, free Bibles to Jewish people type thing, tiny little advert, and they get through about two pallets a year. And that's amazing. I don't know where, what sort of house she lived in or what house her sister lives in, but if two pallets of scriptures turned up at my house, I'd have a job storing them all. It's amazing work she does. She, um, the last uh, pallet we sent out, the ship was um, sailing out and had engine failure. And that's calling port on the way there to have engines the engines repaired. And that delayed the shipment by about three weeks. 
we've always, we've always got, it always seems to be little problems all the while, as if the devil's always fighting you, throwing up problems for you. Um, a lot of scriptures go out to Canada as well. We've got Alan Baker out in Canada. He does a wonderful job. He's um, set up lots of little store bases right across Canada. He's based in Nova Scotia, but he goes right across Canada. And uh, someone's let him, lent him or gave him an um, old van, and he goes right across Canada in his van to the different storehouses distributing the scriptures. Uh, Recently, he's had a contact of a haulage company. I think it's in Toronto. And now we can send the scriptures to this haulage company in Toronto and they'll distribute them free of charge throughout the whole of Canada. The Lord has provided this wonderful means for him. It's really quite wonderful that we can get the scriptures out. All we've got to do is get them to this main storage house and then the rest of it's taken care of. The Lord takes care of it all. Then in the United States of America, you've got Jackie Powell, Carolina, and the Shores right over the other side. Jackie Powell receives the main bulk of the scriptures now, and then she feeds everyone from Jackie throughout America. Also, through her contacts, through her large pallets, go off to different areas, New York and different areas, to uh, <coughs> give out the scriptures. We had... To, biggest consignment scriptures I remember, we had a container come park outside the offices and we packed it jam solid, about 20,000 Old Testaments, 20,000 New Testaments, about 5,000 Russian Bibles, plus I don't know how many thousand CD-ROMs. We just piled it all in this container and sent it off. They all went off to some Baptist church in New York. Um, Jackie Powell, one day, she friend in her church was going to a Bible college right over near Los Angeles way. She gave her just one Tanakh. So take it with you, see what happens, show it to someone. You never know what might happen. So the student went off with this Tanakh and showed it to a pastor in a church in the Bible college complex. And uh, he was actually thrilled. And because of that one Bible, I've now sent four pallets out there to be, for the students to distribute to the Jewish people in the area. And a Jewish man, businessman, is funding the students. And somehow or other, he's worked it out that they will get their college fees paid by distributing these Bibles. Um, America's a very difficult country to get stuff into at times because of anti-terrorist laws. Um, they'll often... Um, if, suppose you just say send three pallets, two pallets. They'll just go in a container that was shared with lots of other people with their pallets as well. But randomly, the customs will pull out a container and x-ray it, see what's inside it, any dodgy materials and so on. When that happens, that can delay a shipment, which can upset things quite badly and also incur more costs. So appreciate your prayers for all these shipping orders that go out, that ship's engines won't break down. We don't have problems with customs. Another time we sent um, an American shipment, uh, paperwork got confused, and the customs, if there's just a slight little thing wrong with the paperwork, or it goes to the wrong office, they can be so awkward 
and it can delay the shipment by a long time. So we ask for your prayers, especially for the shipments that go, that they'll be kept safe. Can I turn you to the book of Jude for a few minutes, please? Now in the book of Jude, we've got in, Jude starts talking off about the false teachers and all the troubles that uh, are going on. In verse 4, we've got, there were certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men. In verse 7, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. In verse 8, likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion and speak evil of dignitaries. In verse 16, these are murmurers, complainers. In verse 18, uh, we've got mockers. And in verse 19, we've got, these be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. Horrible, isn't it? Like the time we're living in now. It's horrible. But then we come to verse 20, and we've got a big but. But ye beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. We're living in horrible times, we're working in horrible times, but we mustn't look around at what's going on around us. We must be focused and we must be building, praying, looking and making. And in so doing, we're pulling them out of the fire. The building blocks that we use, the society of distribution of scripture is the Lord's word. To give you an example of the times we're living in and the problems that can sometimes arise, um, do you know we've been in a financial crisis and the government in its wisdom decided to put that up in the new year? Well, you thought, think a little thing, I didn't think anything about it. Christmas, off for Christmas and the new year, went back to work on after the new year and there was a letter waiting from the Royal Mail. It's completely changed a lot of the systems we use for the Royal Mail, sending scriptures out. And we've had to completely redesign the whole database, how it works. We have, you know, we are affected by the climate we're living in, but we must look to the Lord Jesus and work for him. In our building, sending out the scripture, we do a lot of small orders that go out. Sometimes it might just be one CD-ROM, one New Testament, going to Australia or wherever, or it might be just the next town from Hitchin. But the but it's going on all the time. The Lord is always bringing in orders, people not finding out about us, people are brought into circumstances where they need to give scriptures to Jewish people, to their doctors, to a friend, someone they've met on the market. And they're going out all the while, these small orders. Also, we send um, like small orders that go abroad, abroad. We send them out in what we call M bags. They're like Royal Mail sacks. We can send up to 11 kilos in a sack. 
So you can get um, nine Old Testaments in a sack and about 24 New Testaments in a sack, and you can mix, mix and match. But anything up to 200, say, Old Testaments, it's not worth sending a pallet anywhere, so we'd use the M-bag system. In uh, America, South America, had an order come through, and uh, it was for Brazil. And working it out to do a pallet was very expensive and a terrible amount of paperwork, especially for the poor chap in Brazil who was going to receive the pallet. So I did a bit of homework, and it was cheaper, in fact, to use the M-bag system. Not only was it cheaper, but it was quicker, and he had no paperwork. It would be delivered straight to his doorstep, just like a letter. And uh, so we did that. Pallet would have taken, with all the paperwork and all the problems, two to three months. He received the scriptures within two weeks, and I had an email back from him praising the Lord I had already started distributing them and how well they were received. How the Lord works is wonderful. He br brings a problem. Sometimes he brings a problem to stop you going in a certain direction, to make you go in another direction, and it's his way, and he does wonderful things through it. It's interesting that the first I was um, going through the stock book earlier on this year, and uh, the first three months this year, out of all the EU countries, including the UK, more scriptures have been sent to Germany than anywhere. But I thought it was quite interesting considering what's gone over Germany in the past. When we send um, <clears throat> scriptures out on pallets, Different countries have different regulations, so we have to have a correct sort of pallet for the, the country. Um, health and hygiene, the frightened bugs are hiding in the wood, so you have to have heat-treated wood and so on and so forth. But we found a way around it, and that's second-hand plastic pallets. They're cheaper and buying wooden ones, and we send them out on them. You can get approximately 550 Old Testaments on a pallet and 1,440 New Testaments. So that's building. Now building, and we go on to praying. Praying in the Holy Ghost. One day at, uh, when I first started with working there, I wasn't that okay with computers, and mail merges and all that sort of talk. And I was getting preparing ready for the magazine one day and I just couldn't get it to work. The smile merged, there's something wrong, I just could not get it to work. Anyway, Alan Baker from Canada rang up. He rings up from time to time to discuss orders and for a chat to let us know how things are going on. And at the end of this time, he rang me up, he said, I'd like to pray. So he prayed for me. I'd, I'd never told him about the problem I got for the computer. And he prayed, and he specifically prayed for a problem that I'd got that the Lord would help me. We said our goodbyes. I got back on the computer. There was no problem. It just worked just like that. We have, uh, in the offices, we have prayer time every day, about 11 o'clock. Sometimes, you know how it is, you can be very busy, and you can think to yourself, oh, I haven't got time for that. You know, I'm too busy. I'll never get the work done. I'm, I'm behind. I just, just can't catch up. So anyway, bad attitude. Go off to prayer time. We, we read around a verse each and we pray. 
And time and time again, after prayer time, you go back out and start carrying on where you finished. And it goes just like that. The Lord is with you and the work finishes. It's the powerhouse of the work, it's prayer. It powers it along. And we value your prayers very deeply, more than anything, in helping us. But if you're building and you're praying, then you must be looking. Looking for results, looking for the Lord's guidance. Earlier on this year, we were privileged to run a CRE in Telford, I think it was. And uh, I had a visitor to the stand, and he was a prison chaplain. And this prison chaplain had a, in his meetings he held, he had a Jewish gentleman coming along. And he was showing a real interest in, in the Lord Jesus, and he wanted to find his saviour. And he wanted to give him something. And this prison chaplain didn't know what to do, he didn't know where to turn, he didn't know where to find something suitable for giving to this Jewish chaplain. So he thought he'd come along to the CRE. He came to our stand. I was able to help him, encourage him. We gave him scriptures, CD-ROMs, booklets. And he said to us when he left, I came praying and looking that the Lord would help me. And he said, if no one else visits your stand for the whole time, it's worth you coming just to help me out. I can now go back. And the Lord has equipped me to work. So praying, looking, and if we're doing that, we are making a difference. Well, I suspect you've heard before about Joy and Roberta going around the doors and distributing the scriptures in North London and how they do a wonderful work there. We often get phone calls in the offices while they're out distributing from Jewish people saying how they appreciate it, how they can't believe how nicely presented it is and how that it's a free gift and that there is somebody out there that actually loves them enough to give them a free gift. And very often they're in tears whilst they're on the phone. In uh, another occasion we were running a CRE and uh, the CRE we had like a music stand with an open Hebrew English Tanakh on it, Old Testament, sort of set away from the main display. And uh, I saw a man, he come round, and he went straight round to the music stand and started turning the pages and reading it. So I said to him, oh, do you know Hebrew? Said, of course I do, I'm Jewish, I'm looking for my bar mitzvah portions. So I said to him, well, you can have it, take it, it's yours, just take it. What, do you want anything for it? No, just take it, it's yours, it's a gift, it's a present. I said, would you like a, one of these? And showed him a New Testament. I said, is that a New Testament? I said, yes. Oh, no, I can't have that. I didn't take that. So I showed him a CD-ROM. He said, is the New Testament on that? I said, yes. He said, I'll have it then. <laughs> you can just put it in his pocket and no one knows. At one occasion we were at the CRN, it was a real blessing to have someone come up and he, he walked up to our stand and he picked up a New Testament and held it up like this and said, this converted me, one of your testaments. Thank you so very much. Someone else came and was speaking to Mary and they said, uh, conversation, their postman was Jewish. So they went away with scriptures for their postman. Had someone else visit the stand and uh, I'm not quite sure whether it was a chaplain or a counsellor or something at the Holocaust Museum up Nottingham Way. 
again, he didn't, he had Jewish people come in and he wanted something to give to them. He was absolutely delighted. And he took a couple of carrier bags worth of testaments and stuff back with him to work with back at the Holocaust Museum. Someone else came, visited the stand, and through their contact, an Ethiopian pastor in Israel, we were able to send out 50 Hamaraic booklets to him. You just, you, it's going on all the while, the Lord's work, in different ways. In the warehouse, um, we've got uh, racking, 16 rows of racking. It goes seven pallets deep and three pallets high. So in each row, we get 21 pallets. That's how we store them. And in the warehouse at the moment, we've got 151,000 scriptures and nearly 97,000 booklets. We're getting a bit short on CD-ROMs. We've only got about 5,000 of them, and we'll be reordering them soon. Plus, we're expecting 10,000 Hebrew-Spanish in soon. I was talking about earlier. In the end of June, early July, another 20,000 Hebrew-English New Testaments we're expecting in because we're running low on them. So the Lord's work is going on all the while. We've got the annual meeting on tell you about on the 11th of June. Very nice to see you all come. And now just to tell you what's been happening recently. Any day now I'm expecting another order for Israel. I've heard that the stocks are low and it's imminent sort of thing. I'll be getting an email asking for scriptures. And when I get the, the, the scriptures come through, when you pack the pallets up, you have to pack them into a square cube. If you don't pack it into a spare cube, square cube, so it goes up like that, down, up, Cross down, sort of thing. You're paying for the whole cube, so you might as well pack a whole cube pallet. So, without fail, every time they send an order in, it works out like three and a half pallets. I go, oh, well, you're going to have four pallets. I always give them more, but they always run out. We uh, just uh, had an order in yesterday for three pallets for Holland. So our sister society is running the Bible. Society. They will be going out hopefully the end of June. Literally this morning I sent out scriptures to France, someone who wanted them for onward distribution. Scriptures went out to a gentleman in Eastbourne who's been working for a long time, giving scriptures to hotels. And he keeps giving scriptures to the hotels and they keep going. So he has to go back and give more scriptures. A lot of Jewish people go on holiday down to Eastbourne and they're taking the scriptures. And he has to keep going back and restocking them up. Um, got four pallets for Hungary going out. Uh, we've had uh, a little while back the packing room, the roof was leaking. So we had the new roof put over and it hired, so we could store more stuff in there. And the builders were working there and they kept taking the mickey out of me as I was helping them using the forklift to lift stuff up for them. And they kept taking the mickey out of me, saying, we don't see any Bibles going out, you know, no one wants your Bibles. So I thought, well, I've had enough of all this. So I uh, went into the warehouse, got two TBS Bibles, pulled them down off the scaffolding. They both came down and said, I've got a present for you two. Gave them a Bible each. You know, they both sat down and started reading their Bibles there and then. It's amazing how the Lord opened them. I would encourage you today, take scriptures today. If it's just one Hebrew, English, Old and New Testament, 
because the Lord won't put anyone in your path who needs it unless you're ready. Take it, pray over it, then you're ready for action. You never know how the Lord will lead you. And I encourage you strongly to do that. And if anyone doesn't take our magazine, it's free, it comes out bi-monthly, gives you updates on the work, keeps you in contact with us, I encourage you to sign up. There's slips over there and sign up for it. Well, thank you very much for listening to me and I'd just like to leave you with the last two verses of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Saviour, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm.